Hello, how you doing? And you're very welcome to this week's uh, Formula F1 view with myself, Aidan Raffrey, and of course, Michael O'Grady. And uh, this week we have uh, loads to talk about this week and there's been plenty going on since we last spoke. Isn't that right, Michael? Oh my God, things have been mental. It's always good when things are mental, to be quite honest with you, but things have been mental. Um, and really, I suppose... Uh, this is a race of, you know, the way to say it's a game of two parts. This really is a race of three parts um, because it was, a, uh, how shall I put it? It was, this, it was the, second, the second Grand Prix, of course, in Austria. But what happened there was, was quite peculiar in so many ways. You kind of have to go back, in my opinion, to France because it was a bit of a, you know, it was a bit of an unusual race for most people. Um there was a bit of mind games going on there and it was, a, it was a turn. It was a, a, a significant change in um, the Formula One season, if you ask me, because, um, well, a lot of people would have watched it. Uh, as we know, Max Verstappen was on pole position there and he ran wide at the first turn, lost the lead to Hamilton. But of course, you know, Max stayed right behind him. A, a lot of people were saying he was protecting his tyres, which was very tactical. And, and yes, he actually was. He um, had the first pit stop. What was really, what was really seriously amazing about it was that Hamilton went in on the next stop, doing his fastest lap, and Max Verstappen went from two point seconds behind Hamilton to in front of him in one lap. It was just the most stupendous thing you've ever seen. Total mind game, I have to admit. Absolutely total, total. Well, mind I suppose, game. really, when, when you think about it, though, Michael. I suppose you could say Formula One racing is, it's all about mind games. It's, you know, I know there's a percentage of it that's done on the track, but the majority of it is is mind games, apart from the actual doing of the race. It's, oh, you know, oh. it's kind of nearly like boxing in a way. You know, there's always, you know, the boxers are always trying to, um, you know, psych each other out and different, you know, wind each other up and things like that. There's a bit of that going on in Formula One, isn't there? And there say, is. among teammates and things like that. And I don't know, is it kind of, <laughs> you know, I know look, people like drama and all that, but is a lot, is it, mo is it most of it necessary, really? Yeah. Is, is it, it's all about getting, I know it's all about getting an edge over the opponent and all that, but is some of it, is most, is most of it necessary? Well, that, well, that's the question. Formula One would be, I'd say, tamer than most in that sort of way. Most of it's done, it's done in the background, if you get me. It only comes to the fore if someone thinks, hang on now, he made a mistake here. Then it really gets pushed forward. You see, you see how people think, and they all have this in the back of their head the whole time. If I do something stupid, um, I'm going to be picked on, you know. And, I mean, I can understand that for the drivers psyching each other out, but... I mean, it's it's a difference between, you know, arguing with someone or we say slagging someone or psyching them out than going after the reigning world champion in one lap, gaining more than 2.7 seconds. The mind absolutely boggles. I've never seen the like of it ever. You know, you might get faster by a second. Schumacher used to do a second and a half, but faster than two points, 2.7 seconds behind to end up in front of them. Oh my God, it was just absolutely incredible. And what happened next was a real telltale. Now, I mean, this is this is the three races ago, but this is where things, in my opinion, totally and utterly changed. Because after, we say, 10 laps after that, the first thing Vettel said is, 
I can't run the tyres at this pace. And Hamilton is right behind him the whole time and Bottas is right behind him. So what could you do? Uh, what I would have done personally if I was Hamilton is I would have let Bottas pass and as Hamilton, I would have dropped back by about two and a half seconds, protected my tyres and, and let Bottas force Vettel into pushing the car, destroying his tyres and having the pit. But no, um, Hamilton let Bottas pass. No, that's not what's going to happen, really. <laughs> Is it? There, was yeah. no, there was no help whatsoever. No one spoke to anybody and he just stayed on top of him. And I mean, the tyres were slowing, the cars were slowing. And what was a really gifted move in that race? Is Max Verstappen decided, I'm pitting. Everyone thought it was total lunacy. Hamilton bought us off into the distance and uh, Verstappen came out in new tyres and took the bloody two of them before the end of the race. I mean, you just didn't see this coming at all. I think everyone was gobsmacked. And I mean, you know, he went straight past Bottas like candy from a baby. And he didn't make much of a, a meal out of Hamilton either. He got past them quick, I mean, Stunning laps. The win by 2.9 seconds was just absolutely, it was spellbounding. It was the most gifted race I've seen in decades. Then you move on the following week to the first of the Austrian Grand Prix, which was the Styrian Grand Prix. And I mean, okay, this is a track that really suits Max, you'd have to say. You'd, you'd have to say. Uh, and he knows exactly how to win here. Not to mention the fact it's the Red Bull ring, <laughs> which I'm sure yeah. didn't scare anybody, you know, did, didn't have anybody any trouble. But this was another turn of events that was um, very interesting because Lando Norris in McLaren qualified one-tenth of a second behind Hamilton. There was, my God, there was just absolutely unbelievable how quick Lando Norris and McLaren was. Nobody saw it coming at all. Of course, you know, the first lap, Hamilton claimed something hit his front tyre um, on the first corner. Now, neither did anybody on Channel 4, anybody on the Formula 1 channel on Sky, or me saw anything hit his tyre. Nothing hit the man's tyre. But look, that's just what you say. Max Verstappen was struggling too on his tyres. He said they were in bad condition. They were far worse than Hamilton's after a while. But still, Max was pushing, pushing, pushing. Fastest lap after fastest lap. It was just absolutely spellbinding. It really was. Max was in a world of his own totally. No one could get near him. Uh, uh, and I mean, he went on to win the race. Uh, unfortunately, Lando Norris ended up fifth after being, you know, so, so, so good. But when you see that Verstappen won by 35 and a half seconds, talk about decimating everybody, you know. Now, we move on from there. Uh, my, my driver of the day, that those two races, personally, you know, Max was staggering. But, I mean, Charles Leclerc in the Ferrari, my God, he just did a sterling job, especially in the first Syrian Grand Prix where he actually had to pull in after the first lap because of damage and pull back out and still end up seventh. Um, I have to admit, absolutely incredible. Well, last weekend... As we know, we had Austria version two. <laughs> and again, Lando Norris was staggering. He really was amazing at qualifying. He had his first blast in Q3, and he was faster than both Mercedes. He was in second place. I mean, everyone was totally and utterly scratching their heads. No one knows where this pace has come from with McLaren. Now, we all know Lando Norris is a great driver and he's definitely going to be a world champion of the future. But my God, did he show power there. I mean, hitting way above the station. He really did. He really just 
wills that car past faster and faster. I've never seen anything like it before. And, you know, you see, we know Russell as well from um, filling in from Hamilton last year where he, he won the race. But he would have won the race bar Mercedes' mistake in that one. To me, that's a testament to the car, not to Hamilton's ability. But, I mean, he ended up ninth in the Williams. <laughs> what a drive. You know, it's just absolutely incredible where these cars are coming from. And, and, and it's really really good to see personally i mean you know looking at the race okay russell didn't have a good day in the end but i mean or you know I, i'd be scratching my head if i was mercedes thinking well russell nearly won in our car and um he's a lot cheaper than hamilton and a lot younger you know look maybe it's just me but that's the way it are is they lo- are they looking to do you think they're kind of looking to the future with him then i don't the know what people. they're looking for you Be see the thing sure. was on the day, just before the day um, of the, the last race, um, Hamilton actually extended his contract with Mercedes to the end of 2023. Now, you would think that that's going to relax you completely and you are going to get out there. What a lift. Well, it didn't lift him that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to be quite honest with you. Because the first thing he did was he didn't qualify first, second or third. Um, you know, there was Verstappen on pole. Lando Norris in the McLaren was second at 0.048 of a second behind Verstappen. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And the second Red Bull in third, although Perez was in for a bad day the next day. And then Hamilton and Bottas wondering what the hell has just happened in fourth and fifth. I mean, it was very, very, you couldn't, if, if you had to put that in, if you were a betting man now and you had to put that in, I'd say you've got about 10 million to one. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't be you bad know. odds now. You get a good bit of money. <laughs> That's very true now. If it was that sort of level, I'd be happy myself. And race day was, of course, it's always a bit different on race day, isn't it? I mean, it's the same with everything. No matter what you do, you practice, you practice, you practice. You, you kind of get to the day itself and everything kind of changes. One thing that did surprise, did I did spot, um, I have to admit, during the interviews, um, on race day itself, I don't think I've ever seen Christian Horner of Red Bull as confident since the Sebastian Vettel days when Vettel was zooming around the track. He was so relaxed and so positive. It was on, but now he's always a positive man anyway. Um, I'd say yeah. he's fantastic to, to work for because he, he's a gentleman, really. But I mean, uh, cucumber, as they say, is the way they say people are as cute as a cucumber. I have no idea. Yeah. But, but I suppose there, there is in Formula One. Yeah, well, uh, I suppose if you're going to be uh, cool under pressure, you're going to do well, aren't you? <laughs> but it was, I mean, I, I, I'm, I was still very amazed at his body language even. I mean, you know, he's a very happy man this year. Um, He was happy last year, but I mean, you know, he's a very relaxed man. It's like we're doing well and we still have something up our sleeve. I, I can't put my finger on it, but it's deservedly happy, you know, now. I would have thought Austria version two, everyone would have been watching each other. And I would have thought Mercedes would have came up and went, right, what did Vettel do? Right, and how do we get around that? You know, well, you know, Vettel was on pole position yet again. <laughs> it was unbelievable. With Lando Norris and Se- I mean, you, you just couldn't write this. You really just couldn't. Uh, the race itself, lap one was great fun because uh, Max had to actually break a slipstream from Lando Norris in the McLaren who was right on top. Norris got such a start. What a start. Uh, and meanwhile, Hamilton is trying it on with Perez. But, you know, Perez is a bit of a 
he's a bit bloody minded now, I can tell you, as our Perez. Um, but back a little before the unfortunately, we had a safety car halfway into the race because uh, uh, before the end of lap one, Esteban Ocon, uh, who's had a very difficult weekend, to be quite honest with you, went off the track in what I can only describe as a kind of a very clumsy situation. He, he gets sandwiched between two cars, had a mild, mild touch with Kimi Raikkonen, got out of the corner and then went off the track. Uh, I don't know. It's something he could have controlled very easy. I mean, as a professional racing driver, there was plenty of room there. No one really, no one was really hurrying him. There was plenty of room. He hit Raikkonen, not the other way around. It's, it's a racing incident. But as to why his car went off the track, uh, people are still scratching their heads about that. But look, it's a racing a racing incident. There's there's absolutely nothing you can do about it. That's just the way it goes, is to say. And poor old George Russell, who qualified ninth, a very happy man. He lost four places at the start as there was problems with the rear of the car. Believe it or believe it not. Um he did okay in the race, but there was a problem with the car, which is a pity. And um, I, uh, the restart after the uh, Ocon incident was actually on lap four, which took quite a long time. And and Verstappen, my God, he waited so late on lap four before he started that everyone thought he was absolutely crazy. But when he did, oh God, he got the drop on absolutely everyone. Perez actually tried very hard to get past Norris. Um, not being Mr. Nice, uh, Perez was pushed off the track, which he wasn't very happy about, and pushed down to sixth. Um, and unfortunately, Vandon Norris received a five-second penalty after that, which he had to basically do in the pits, uh, which kind of scuppered his chances, really, because he was driving like a, a man out of his skin. And, and I mean, straight away, Max Verstappen, fastest lap, fastest lap, fastest. The guy is so absolutely something else. It was only really when DRS was enabled after lap seven that uh, Hamilton, really, he pushed like hell to try and get past Norris. And he had no easy job of it at all. And considering the McLaren itself has a Mercedes engine uh, and uh, Hamilton's driving the Mercedes works car, you would think it would have been a little bit easier. But what I found funny about it is, you know, you've got somebody like seven-time world champion and current world champion um, uh, Hamilton right behind you. And the funny thing about Norris is, you know, he was driving the car in attack mode. It was attack, attack, attack. You know, it was really weird because you think he'd be driving defend, defend, defend. Hamilton's on top of you and there's not a hope in hell you're going to catch for a stopping. You know, so you think what he would be doing is absolutely blocking him as much as he can, making that car as wide as is humanly possible. But Hamilton was having dogs hardship getting by him. Um, he was catching him into DRS, but there was something about Norris in the last two corners that he used to drop Hamilton right before the DRS and Hamilton couldn't get near him. Um, nobody absolutely could figure that one. It was a real head-scratcher, to be quite honest with you. No one figured out why he couldn't do it. Um, but there you go. There was a lot of stops now about lap 15 when all the soft tyres went in. That was a bit of a surprise too because they were predicting the soft tyres past lap 20. But I mean, the most consistent driver, my God, Verstappen, uh, one minute and nine seconds and very little change. Consistent, uh, reminiscent of Schumacher. Bang on the money, lap after lap after lap after lap. Fastest man the whole time. I, I, I've, never seen, I've never seen anything about it. Now, poor Norris, of course, as it was saying, forced Perez off. I don't think he did. And I was actually listening, I, I watch it on Channel 4 myself, and I was listening to um, 
David Coulthard, that's it. And he even said they were very harsh about it because Perez wasn't in front of Norris and Norris has the right to just take the corner and take the fast line and Perez should have backed out of it. I thought it was I thought it was well within his rights and I, and I couldn't understand it, you know. And unfortunately, you know, Hamilton got past Norris on, on lap 20. Um, mind you, Norris did notice that Hamilton's brakes were practically on fire. That's because he'd been following them so hard and trying to get past them so hard, which is not good for the car. And it does wear the car down, but, you know, that's just the way it is, I guess. And, and after the pit stops on lap 32, Norris had to stay stationary for five seconds before anyone could actually touch the car. So, unfortunately, he lost third then and went into fourth, which was an absolute pity. But look, there was nothing you could do about that. Speaking on the race itself, um, on Hamilton's race, he had absolutely no answer for Verstappen, even in clean air. Um, he put in a good lap and had Vettel go faster. He put in another good lap and Vettel go faster. It's absolutely unbelievable, I have to admit. And uh, lap 36, we got the usual. <laughs> I say to you, you'll understand what I'm about to say. Um, Hamilton claimed he picked up slight aero damage from a serrated curb that absolutely every car is going over and not having a problem with. <laughs> yeah, we've seen that happen so many times before. It's absolutely unreal, you know. And, and I mean, you know, he claimed that's why Bottas was gaining on him because Bottas was gaining on him. But Bottas was gaining on him from about four laps before that. He was coming on him like um, a scalded cat, um, I have to admit. Um, he said it was because of the damage. I can't see it. I, I couldn't see it. Bottas was gaining on him anyway. Um, what was a bit of poetic justice, I suppose, was um, Sergio Perez, who, uh, you know, got that five-second penalty for Norris, which wasn't deserved. Um, he actually then got a penalty for forcing, forcing Charles Leclerc off the track. On exactly- well, it sounds like they were given they were given no penalty penalties penalties for 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 uh, wholesale. You know. <laughs> well, 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 the thing is, in, in this situation, Leclerc was ahead. He was ahead by, I'd say, about two feet. So yeah, they, they couldn't say no. That's a racing incident after what happened with Norris. Anyway, they couldn't, you know. Uh, and that was a scary one. <laughs> what was even scarier is Perez did it again later and got another five-second penalty. <laughs> you might put that more. more. Oh, yeah, you'd take a man and learn, wouldn't you? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I some do and some don't. Yeah, well, if they did learn that, there'd be nothing for you to report on, like, because you don't think it's exciting. Oh, well, very true. No, 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 another interesting incident, and I I noticed this on on, uh, the last race and this race, but I'll say this race first, anyhow. Um, On lap 48, Bottas, faster, faster for quite some time, was told not to overtake Hamilton. Um, We know why, um, because Hamilton had throw Teddy out. yeah, so it um, just goes to show you the incidents that can happen, doesn't it? Oh, it does indeed. But I think, you know, asking your fastest driver not to overtake the guy in front of you after him taking absolute scoops out of him is a good one. But I mean, you know yourself, Hamilton has a tendency to throw Teddy out when things don't go his way. Yeah. But I think on, on the track as well, uh, you know, the ego, ego can take over as well even though you're told to do one thing your ego says no I want to take I want to overtake him even well, if no, you're told not to overtake him yeah when you see this this was this was the funny thing about it and this this is something I was going to mention all right um 
later on in the race, um, Charles de Klerk, uh was racing exceptionally well, but they decided to pull in his teammate, Carlos Sainz, and they put him out in new tyres. Carlos was going like a, a ton of bricks, absolute ton of bricks because of the brand new tyres. And, uh, of course, with the issues with Leclerc being forced off the track, he, he wasn't up to the speeds he used to be. So Charles was basically told, can you let Sainz by? He let him by instantly. And what I really liked about it is Sainz said, thank you. I will try my best. Do you know what I mean? I, I thought that was lovely. Yeah. And, and in the race before, um, in the Syrian last week's Syrian Grand Prix, um, Sergio Perez, who's Max Verstappen's teammate, after Max had pitted, um, was told, you know, can you let Max by? And he immediately let Max by. And Max said, thank you. Appreciate that. You know, you're, you're getting this. Whereas Hamilton seems to be just mute. He just doesn't seem to like us at all. Now, I mean, I can understand a guy wanting to do as well as he possibly can. But when your teammates coming up at you like a ton of brakes and you have no chance and snowballs chance in hell of catching the leader, aren't you going to let him by? Well, if it makes no difference, then yeah, you know what I mean. But but it all it it all did change. It all did change very quickly. The fastest man still was Sebastian, uh, or uh, yeah, not Sebastian Vettel. What am I talking about? Max Verstappen, still the fastest man on the track. No one could touch him. No one could absolutely. He had an answer for everything. But the second fastest man on the track was Lando Norris, and he started gaining on uh, Bottas very quickly. So two laps later, oh, there was a change, an absolute change, because Bottas was told, race Hamilton, and so was Hamilton. And there wasn't a, a thank you, uh, an OK, uh, anything like that. Uh, Hamilton didn't particularly jump out of the way. Uh, Bottas just went by him like he wasn't there. Um, but that the that just goes to show, that tells you everything about, about Hamilton, doesn't it? Or is that, oh, 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 it does. Is that, is that unfair? No, I don't think it's unfair. I think, you know, you're looking at, at at the lads in the last two races, you're looking at Ferrari and you're looking at Red Bull and the driver immediately goes wide to let the other guy through and there's a thank you. You know, with this just kind of, I'm not letting you through, go around me. And he did go around him. He went around him quite easily, but he just went around him. There was no... There was no talking. There was no communication. It just happened. And I think if Bottas hadn't have been fast enough, it wouldn't have happened. Uh, we've seen that before. Yeah. Uh, when Hamilton, on many occasions, he was told to let Bottas by, and he said, well, he'll have to get by me, and wouldn't let him by, which is, you know, you're playing for a team. You know, how would you feel now if, you know, you were out there and the Roscommon team were out there and you had a really good player and you said, pass to him, pass to him. The guy said, no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and yeah, he no, the, the, the long, you know? they'd be they'd be eating out there now, you know, helping along the way, doing his uh, little physio bit, and to be now twisted the arm, uh, <laughs> yeah, go and cop onto yourself, mate, <laughs> you know what I mean? And I no one to blame you for that now either, you know. But I mean, no one yeah. expected that message. I can tell you, no one expected that at all, you know. And, and Verstappen's still out there putting in fastest laps after no one got near him, fastest lap after fastest lap, after fastest lap. But of course, Hamilton became very unhappy with his tyres, saying he couldn't make the tyres last on one stop. Now, there was a hell of a lot of drivers on one stop. Nobody else complained about the tyres. So I don't know what the man... We're talking about Hamilton. He's a totally different beast. He complained 
he complained if two flies were were taking a lift off from in the, in the Formula One. Like I mean, he always, you know, when things aren't going well, he there's it's always someone else's fault. Always he, someone else's he, fault. Being professional about it and just saying, yeah, look, this happened. We will move on. And and, and, and it wasn't it wasn't as if you know he was chasing behind Norris anymore because he had gone in and got new tires and come back out again. So he couldn't say it was because he was trying to beat the living daylights out the fellow in front of him, which is what happened the first time. But I mean, yeah. you know, there's no excuse there. Everyone else was able to do it. Uh, why couldn't he? And here's Max Verstappen on the same time. And he's supposed to be a world class, and, and Hamilton is supposed to be a world class uh, Formula One driver. So to him, that w- that should have been nothing if he was doing things right and if if he had the skills. Like, well, that's very true. I mean, not taking care of your tires is what loses races. It means you have to take another stop. Now, there so, was I mean, ultimately, the blame lays with himself and not anyone else then. Yeah, well, I mean, I still saw no aero damage. I did see his tyres weren't looking great, but that's his driving. He's well capable, they all are, of protecting It's a wonder he didn't tires. blame the track. It's a wonder he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a fly on the track at one stage. I wonder did he spot it. Oh, that dirty, oh yeah, the flies, you see, you have to be careful of them flies. You know, they, now, he probably hit it, you see, and that was the aero damage. Mm. Yeah, maybe it was one of the other teams that said that released a fly onto the track, and that's what it's. It's like it's like a, a player on a, on the football pitch. Yeah, falls on, that that blade of grass, you know. <laughs> well, I can tell you, they were very lucky they let Bottas fast because uh, who was on his back axle just as he was overtaking Hamilton? Lando Norris in the McLaren. You don't hear a McLaren catching a Mercedes or or getting in front of them, but by God. Did he catch them fast? And then uh, Hamilton tried to make his car a little bit wide and Norris in no time at all pulled an overtake on a corner that you can't overtake on. Caught Hamilton totally and utterly by surprise. He didn't expect it and Norris just blasted past them and off he went. And of course, then, of course, you know, towel was thrown in then. Hamilton pitted with the hope of the one point for the fastest lap. Well, Let's just say Red Bull, whose Max Verstappen was running well, no issues, all the way to the end of the race, turned around and said, Max, you've got more than a pit stop in hand. Why don't you come in and go back out and get the fastest lap? And what did he do? He went back in, came back out and got the fastest lap yet again. And again, and again, and again. He was just blaster and they just wanted that extra point and Max is a bit like Sebastian Vettel that way he gets a real buzz out of not just winning but if he can win and get the fastest lap you know and it's hard these days because if you have a car close to you and you can't pit well then you're not going to get the fastest lap someone else will who will pit and go oh well look Jesus there's no one behind me I may as well get the fastest lap you know uh, it's something that I don't think they should have in Formula 1 because you know yeah. it's not making things uninteresting it's are more interesting. It's kind of making it, oh yeah, we know what he's that sort of thing, you know? So, I mean, yeah. but there you go. But I mean, you know, I was very surprised. Uh, actually, at the end of the race, who oh, very funny, Kimi Räikkönen, and um, uh, uh, they were given race info. Well, all I can say to you is the bleeper machine was nearly broken. <laughs> he, he was complaining about the fact he got no messages all the way through the whole race. And now they're telling them to do things. And oh, my God, the bleeper was absolutely beaten. <laughs> absolutely beaten. Well, it went across the line. Anyhow, Verstappen, even though he had pulled in for tires, still came out 
um, 17.9 seconds ahead of Bottas. Uh, Norris on Bottas's back axle. Um, I'd say given two or three more laps, Norris could have came second. And poor Hamilton, 26 seconds behind Norris. Oh, my God. That's sizable for him, isn't it? Very sizable. That was 46 seconds behind Verstappen, which... I mean, it's just absolutely. So, like, incredible. I mean, for for him, for um, for Hamilton, you know, he's still arrogant no matter what. And oh, I mean, gotcha. you know, when you see how things are going from at the moment, yeah, he has nothing really to be arrogant about. Or, you know, it's maybe it's me being unfair, but he, he seems to have this kind of sense of self entitlement, or is that kind of inaccurate or unfair in him? But uh, oh, look, no. I've nothing against, I've nothing against uh, Hamilton. He's a he is a class. He is a class. Um, driver but it's just at the moment things just don't seem to be going his way and instead of sucking it up and kind of moving on and trying to improve he's just persists with this it's everyone else's fault and it's the car and it's the fly on the track and it's what breaks you you know and that that doesn't come across well for a so someone that's supposed to be professional no not at all and i mean you you just have to look at the way he drives but it's not a new thing with him he he was a very he was a very okay guy till he won the world championship and i still believe and so do a lot of people that he was allowed to win that world championship because there was one car in front of him which suddenly got mechanical issues he overtook him and then suddenly had no mechanical issues. I still think Felipe Massa should have won that year. That was that was totally unfair. But when you look back at someone like Michael Schumacher and he's winning for Ferrari race after race after race after race and he's, he's turning around and saying, look, there's no guarantees. Someone else is going to come up. Someone else is going to win. We can't do that. We can't just, we can't allow, you know, think about that and say we're going to beat him. We can only do our best. And I mean, it was only a matter of time before Mercedes get caught and passed. I mean, Red Bull are a class act. McLaren and Williams are coming back fast, and Ferrari are if they could get their if they could get their um, qualifying up because the Ferrari doesn't run well in one or two laps, but it runs exceptionally well in the race. That's always been the way Ferrari are. They've never been any yeah. different than that. Um, they always the car always performs better in the race. But I mean. You know, you're getting caught, lads, very quickly. Uh, when you think now, Carlos Sainz in the Ferrari went up to fifth. And Sergio Perez in the other Red Bull was sixth because of a 10-second penalty. He would have been about half a second behind Hamilton going across the line. And I can tell you, if he had a sniff of that half a second two laps before the end, you'd have seen Sergio Perez suddenly getting an extra boost of energy. They'd have turned the electricity up on that car to the last to get by him. Performance, performance, performance. Because, of course, you know, the teams can um, change the performance on the car and so can the driver as they're going. Because they try to protect the car if they can. Try to protect everything if you can. But, you know, if you've a sniff in an extra place towards the end, I reckon Hamilton is just blessed he came forward, to be quite honest with you. Uh, I think he's blessed that Sergio he just had a bad day and, and I think he just got overexcited and angry and, and you know the anger in a Formula 1 driver doesn't work you know you, you can't you can be angry for a lap but you want to be cooling down after that you really want to be cooling down after that but I mean what a bad day for him and I think he could have done so much <laughs> but also at the end of the race actually I just have to remember Raikkonen took himself and Sebastian Vettel off the track and yeah. <laughs> just as Max Verstappen went over the line it was a disaster. I mean, everyone's looking, going, what the hell is going on here, lads? 
it, it was unbelievable. I mean, somebody of Kimi Räikkönen's class taking off Sebastian. Now, the two of them were okay about it. You know, the two of them are long in the tooth. The two of them have world championships. They were okay about it. It's a racing incident, you know. You think Sebastian would have thrown Teddy out and gone mad because, like, he lost places. But, nope, he was okay about it, and Kimi was okay about it. And, look, what can you do? We've ended up now with uh, Max Verstappen 32 points ahead of Hamilton in second place, the World Championship, with uh, uh, Max's teammate, Sergio Perez, in second. Lando Norris is in fourth. Good man, Lando. And um, Bottas in fifth with uh, m- one of my favourite drivers, Char- Charles Leclerc, in sixth. Well, that's the way it is now. We're, we're going into Singapore, or not Singapore, what am I saying? We're going into um, Silverstone next, where Hamilton's going to be absolutely desperate to win. Um, you know, no one could say what's going to happen there. I mean, Max Verstappen could sit in second place for four or five races now and still be in the lead. Um, you know, so no one could say what's going to happen there. But, you know, you can you can be absolutely sure that Hamilton is going to do everything he can to win that race. That don't mean it's going to happen. Within the rules, of course. Absolutely. But, I mean, the lap record is held by Max Verstappen, and that was last year, you know. So, I mean, he got the lap record last year. Can he do it this year? If anyone can, Max can. You know, he's just, oh, he's just a, a driver possessed. I've never, I haven't seen anything like it since Schumacher. You know, it's, he has a car that's, that's about the same as the Mercedes, but he's gone. You know, whereas, yeah. I mean, before that, the Mercedes was the best car. It was like trying to run um, a Morris Minor against a Ferrari. No one could catch them. You know, it was as simple as that. They had the, um, had the best car and that was it. So, I mean, that's the way it's ended up, really. We, we can't say anything on that. And the reason why the Syrian Grand Prix is in my head is because they've actually called off the race um, for this year. The organisers have um, said that there's ongoing safety issues and uh, logistics concerns about COVID-19, which is good that they did it. Um, but it has been, it has unfortunately been knocked on the head because of that. But now it's been announced that the Turkish Grand Prix will return this season. Um I think the race, uh, it's Istanbul Park, is going to take place in early October. Um, on the weekend, originally scheduled to the Singapore Grand Prix. So, unfortunately... That's for the next Singapore, one, is it? Yeah, uh, no, no, that's a, that's a way down the line. Um, that's in October. Um, so, fair play to Singapore for backing out if they had concerns. And fair play to Turkey for standing up. No, our next one is is the British Grand Prix. So, <laughs> we'll see what happens there. <laughs> That's it. So when is that? When is that coming? When is that? Happening? Uh, British Grand Prix is on the seventeenth. 17th is qualifying actually. Eighteenth of July, and it's starting at three o'clock, which is unusual. Um, they used to start at one all the time, but they're actually starting at three o'clock. Um, so that's going to be very interesting, especially with the fact that the the, the you know Max Verstappen is going to be going like crazy there. You know, it's going to be very very interesting. I have to admit, and, and Hamilton is going to be just just pushing like hell. Actually, Hamilton compared the flat-out lap around Silverstone like <laughs> flying a fighter jet. <laughs> I would have said that would have been every race, personally, wouldn't you? <laughs> That's it, yes. That, that'll give us something to uh, look forward to talking to in a few weeks' time ahead, ahead of the Grand Prix. And, uh, you know, we, we'll have our usual preview and then the following week, the review of the race. And uh, it should be an exciting one, especially with uh, ha- it being a home a home gig for um, for Lewis Hamilton. So that will be an interesting one to look at. 
So listen, yeah. thanks very much for uh, taking the time out to do Formula One View with us and we look forward to uh, talking to you again next week. My pleasure as always, Aidan. Talk to you soon. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was Michael O'Grady, our Formula One analyst. Please.